Hello and welcome to the Undercut Podcast. I'm your host, Team Albus Daily, and we are back to preview this weekend's Miami Grand Prix. Joining me as ever are the one and only Jesse Billington and Ellie Mae Taylor. How are you both? Good, thank you. Hopefully by the time that this comes out, I will be free of any allergic reactions. It's a running thing, listener, in case you're not sure what's going on. Go back and listen to previous episodes. Jesse, how are you? I'm free of rashes. I have no rashes, but possibly sunburn. I spent the week down, well, weekend down on the coast enjoying the sunshine. It's been a glorious bank holiday weekend, and I feel a little sun-kissed, which is, it's nice. It's, it's got that very nice summery glow to it. I can relate to that. I, too, have been blessed by a little bit of sun today, so I'm going they, to sleep I very well got tonight, sun? I think. Yes, it did. It, uh, it stayed around for most of the day. It's, it's probably that's it for the year, but uh, we'll, we'll keep going with that. And also, you said that is as close as we're going to get to doxing Timo on this podcast. We have no clue where this boy comes from. Currently, it's a blank screen that just says user. We know he's in Ireland somewhere, but that's a big place. And you still think that. We will go straight into what the hell has happened, and I will kick things off with fresh news from today. We record this on Monday evening, so there isn't too much news. But one thing we do have is Adrian Newey has signed a contract extension with Red Bull. We don't currently know how long it is yet, but his con- current contract ends at the end of 2023. So this is probably to ensure that he doesn't get poached by anyone. It's not a massive surprise by all accounts, and I'm not sure if he would have gone anywhere else anyway or would have just maybe shuffled off and done other stuff for Red Bull-related things, or gone work for a car company, or done other things there. But it's kind of ensuring that they're probably going to be competitive for the next few years, at the very least. Yeah, to be honest, I couldn't see him going anywhere else. I think he's a pretty solidified member of Red Bull, who would probably be a full-time employee under them. But if he's contracted, it's a way of keeping him out of the cost cap. So... Mm. I think that's the only... Red Bull and their accounting, honestly. Equally, it does open up the fact that if he's on a contract, this means things like he could go off and do road cars, which gives the idea that the next Vauxhall Astra could have been really good if Vauxhall wanted to spend Adrian Dewey money on it. Sadly, it probably wouldn't be. I wonder if Ford will have a look at that when it gets to 2026. I was going to say, Red Bull with Ford coming together. Yeah. All of a sudden, the, the C-Max becomes the best-handling mid-size MPV <laughs> on the market. Adrian Newey, I don't think, was a fan of America when he lived there. So mm. Times have changed, got, though, since then. It cost him his relationship. I think that was the reason, though. So mm. I'd Maybe a second time lucky. I'd argue but that America's he... got worse since, but anyway... <laughs> We've got some Franz Tost news, Jesse. We do, yeah. Franz Tost is stepping down from his role as Alpha Tauri team principal at the end of the year, and Laura Mekis is set to replace him. Uh, Tost first joined Formula One following Ralph Schumacher to Williams in 2000 after the two met in Formula Three, where Franz ran the WTS team. In 2005, Tost joined Toro Rosso after Minardi was inquired by Red Bull. Always aiming for fifth in the championship, Tost led the team under its many guises to a high of sixth three times in 2008, 19, and 2021 one of the longest serving team principals if not the longest serving team principal i believe um he'll be stepping down after 18 years in the role but he won't be disappearing from the sport entirely now carrying on in a consultancy role for the team in 2024 yeah i think it's a shame to see him go despite lewis hamilton not knowing who he is you've got to look at how many let it go ellie may (laughs) You've got to look at how many drivers have come up through the ranks to then get into a better championship win- winning team under him. You know, Sebastian and Max Verstappen obviously being the two most notable. You know, he's brought in Daniel Ricciardo, Carlos Sainz, Gasly, Albon, 
There are a lot of ex-Toro Rosso and Alcatari drivers that have remained on the grid, which is partly down to him creating good habits within them. And now you kind of see him doing that with Yuki. If you look at how far Yuki has come since his first year in Formula One to now, and how much more mature he is, Franz has been really integral to a lot of drivers staying in Formula One. And I think my biggest question is, I wonder why he's picked now. It definitely kind of feeds into those rumours that something is happening at AlphaTauri, and I guess... Yuki was saying on Beyond the Grid, I think, a couple of weeks ago, that he'd been talking with him, and he said that he'd stayed there for a few more years at the maximum, which is probably always when you should take note of, okay, he's probably going to leave soon. As soon as he says what he's going to do, it's going to be the opposite of that. Um, But yeah, it does seem to change his foot. And the the replacement is an interesting choice as well. It's not someone I would have maybe guessed. And it's not someone who, when you say their name, I automatically think team principal or leader. Um, Like, good at the role that he's in some of the time. Um, But not necessarily who... I I don't know who I I would have chosen. But you, you look at the other team principals on the grid and you look at other people who could be in that position where they would be promoted to such a role and... I don't know. It just seems I'm not convinced by it, but I'm interested. It'd be interesting think, to see what Mekis does. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they picked him because I think it shows that because at the minute Aunt Alfatari half are based in England in yeah, in, and half in Italy, yeah, half in Italy, and there was also rumours that they were going to bring it all to England. I think so. Having an Italian team principal makes it it reaffirms that separation. Yeah. Mm. It, that it's probably going to at least half still be in Italy or it maybe will move to Italy, I don't know. Well, time will tell. And equally, I mean, they previously had Ferrari engines in the cars. Like, I know the early STR2s all the way through to, I want to say about 2013, they were still running Ferrari units. I think they dabbled back with them for 2016. So if they're potentially going more Italian, it might be something to consider. I mean, other names that obviously we've seen come through the Toro Rosso ranks, you've always got Jean-Eric Verne as well, and um, Sebastian Buemi, both fantastic races in their own right and going off into other series with... Sebastian Bourdais worth a mention as well there. Yeah, Bourdais as well, not not too bad an idea. I mean, you've also got, if you really sort of dig back in the old Toro Rosso days, you've got Vitantonio Liuzzi and Scott Speed, two of drivers of which were... <laughs> Yeah, bit hit and miss, but yeah, the first big wins that obviously we saw Franz Tost have were Sebastian Vettel and Sebastian Bourdais, the two very early ones. And yeah, there's there's a good set of names that have come through this team, so it's going to be interesting to see quite what this revival brings with it. But that's for then, and this is now, and we're looking ahead to the Miami Grand Prix. And I will say that um, these sections were ghost written for me by Ellie May, so um. Any complaints, please direct them to her. She was kind enough to write them on my behalf, however, because I was sort of busy. So thank you for that. Um, I do have faith in her abilities, though. Um, Friday is looking to be dry, uh, but cloudy with a 7% chance of rain. Saturday should be about the same as Friday with the temperature hovering around the 30 degree mark, but perhaps with a bit more cloud. Sunday is ever so slightly cooler, but only by a degree. But we do have an increased chance of rain up to 33%. So again, I think humidity is going to be an interesting factor that plays into this and how that impacts cooling systems and the sort of the weight of the air that drivers are moving around. Daytime Singapore on that side of things, isn't it? If we're going to try and find like for like. Not so 
so intense on the humidity front no, that just, it is still kind of something that needs to be yeah it, it's something that needs to be sort of considered especially when it comes towards like driver exhaustion the humidity just makes it that bit harder and equally it impacts your sort of cooling rates as well so there's definitely something worth carrying forwards there but again we write these weather reports about a week in advance the accuracy of them although is generally pretty good so uh We'll see if any May is any good. As how, good how did your how did your rain prediction go for Baku? By the way, we're still one hundred percent zero on that again. Yes, we are. Um, I didn't predict rain. rain. I just said there was a chance of rain. It was only a yeah, like yeah but you were playing chance. it up like it was going to happen. I said there was a thirty-five percent chance we did have that sea mist roll in on the Saturday that looked like it could have been wet at any time. It rained straight after the race. Yeah, is that during the race though? I never no. said it would happen during the race. I just said it would rain on the Saturday. I gave you a 24-hour window <laughs> a week in advance for rain to happen. That's not bad. I'm just saying. I'm not a meteorologist. Just you are just saying. That. I'm a guy sitting here with no weather balloons, just using thoughts. Well, no, the Chinese so, nicked all of yours, didn't they? <laughs> they did. They've been floating above North America for quite some time. Anyway, uh, before I get taken off to some sort of prisoner of war camp, uh, we'll move on to which track battles we should look out for in Miami. And I think, by and large, we'll be looking for much the same as we've seen with previous races. It will be the Red Bulls battling it out for first. And Perez will be looking to overtake Max in the Drivers' Championship, so things could get juicy around the fake marina. Although there is going to be real bits of water in the marina this year, alongside the pools and bits they've stuck in there is supposed to be real water alongside all the boats that are on sale basically it's an advertising thing for boats you've got to be a boat guy to enjoy miami um boats 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 um motorboat um the battle for last place on the podium will most likely the last place on the podium will most likely be between the aston martins mercedes and ferrari if they can carry on their good fortune from azerbaijan though there is that two set long straight sections down the back end of the circuit in miami it's where we have seen the mercedes and the aston martin especially off the back of azerbaijan look quite draggy so if ferrari is able to capitalize on that we could see a red suit on the third place of the podium although in azerbaijan Bajan, it was technically on the second place and the flags were in the wrong yeah. way around and all sorts. It was a bit chaotic. Um, it's the only bit of chaos we could have in back here. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we'll, so we'll wait and see, but it's likely going to be a shootout between those three teams for essentially getting up into the podium. Um, beyond that, it will be Alpine are basically going to be looking at completely restarting their attack on this season. They've come two pointless weekends now in a row. Um, they've got to really start hammering home some points. So it'll be interesting to see how well their drivers get on around the Miami circuit but again we've shown so little action from them that's been meaningful it's tricky to tell where they're going to be laying out McLaren seem to be making steps in the right direction but there's still flaws in that car that might need to be ironed out and I don't know if the sort of medium speed corners that Miami presents are going to be enough to sort of give that McLaren a decent chance and it could well ruin that plan. Uh, there could be a, definitely a tight battle between Alpha Tauri, Haas and Williams to get a couple of points if anything happens further up that order. And as we've seen, it's not out of the realms of possibility for that Williams to go sniffing for points or sort of those P11, 10, 9 positions. It's happened previously, but not necessarily when there's been points available Sargent's for them. first home race and as close to home as he can get being a Florida boy. So yes. it would be nice if he could get up there or at least be uh, closer to the points. Yeah, he is. He is. He was Florida man, not necessarily Florida man from the headlines, but he is certainly Florida man. And although you've um, never seen the two of them in the same place, no, I I still maintain the fact that all those Florida man headlines are the same guy. It's always the same guy. <laughs> he, he he is just that's, that's man. a life and that's a TV show we want at some point. Oh, although Netflix do imagine. have something called Florida man at the moment that I do want to have a look at. It's a, it is a 
I don't know if it's based on a true story or not, but I do want to go and watch that because I imagine that's a quite a ride. I can imagine it is. But anyway, yeah, there's definitely a chance for some of the lower pecking order teams to really be sniffing out points. It's a circuit that when it bites, it bites. We've got a lot of close contact, sort of concrete walls. And I don't know if they've done anything about that runoff towards, I want to say it was like turn of 11, 12, that really seemed to be a problem last year with a barrier that was A, not so the one where science crashed. Carlos Sainz crashed, and I think Ocon crashed into it immediately. Or was that corner that everyone kind of disliked immediately and said, what is this about? Yeah, it was a, a tricky corner, which was slightly off camber, too narrow, and did not have an appropriate runoff space. So if you went wrong, you basically smacked the wall at whatever corner entry speed was. There was no chance of saving it, and you were writing off your car there and then. Um, so we'll see what happens. It could be interesting. And we'll see how it pans out. Uh, most of the action, however, will likely happen at turns 1, 11 or 17, just after the DRS zones. It'll be DRS passes and then sort of wrapped up on the brake. Seems to be the general consensus. So, knowing what we now know, should we move into some predictions? Why not? And as it's a street circuit, I have naturally predicted Sergio Perez to get pole position. Hang on, aren't you supposed to be? Are you? Is your podium is your is the only thing? You're my po- podium over? is the only thing that comes from the previous race. Okay. Uh, I've gone for Verstappen just because. Yes, it's a street circuit, but Perez qualified fourth last year. That was not a street circuit that he liked. He will learn from his mistakes. I will say there is a strange correlation between Sergio Perez doing well in countries that have poor human rights records. Saudi Arabia did pretty well there. Azerbaijan, dig around a bit, find some news articles. Not great. Florida recently basically outlawed being anything but a straight white guy. So, I mean, this is this is prime Sergio Perez opportunity if you go for the correlation grounds. Um, I'm definitely... That's a fun graphic for you to create at some point this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's... Uh... I don't know. That could be a tricky one. Um, <laughs> whatever you, you say for pole position anyway, before uh, I get you in legal trouble. Oh, so Sergio Perez for pole and ahead of watching the Miami Grand Prix, please look into some of the atrocious things that Florida governors have recently signed up on <laughs> because it's making it terrible to actually live anywhere in that country if you're anything but basically me. Um, so, and yeah. even then. Even then, it's terrible. Um, too much hair for that climate. You get too warm. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if you're not is a Caucasian Jesse white Billington guy, Florida man? No, how would you? Why would you suggest such a thing? That's not do, at do, all do, 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 do. correct. Podium, Ellie May. Who are you saying? I've gone quite boring. I've gone for Stappen and Perez Alonso. Fair enough. Someone's got to go Route Eight, haven't they? Yep. I've gone for the result of the previous race, as per usual. So Perez will win, Verstappen second, and Leclerc in third. It's not unlikely. I think we're getting to the point now where the podiums are sort of going to find a bit of a pattern. I'm going to predict... You're determined to break that pattern, though. Yes, yes, I am. Um, Perez for the win. I I reckon he's going to do it. Um, Then I've gone for a stroll second place and Sainz third. Why the hell not? I'm not going to win this year's um, predictions championship. I'm too far off it already to have any chance of getting close (laughs) to any maze points all. So I might as well have some fun with this. That's See, so you're coming down to my level. It's excellent. Yeah, that's the worst part. It doesn't mean coming down to Timo's <laughs> level. Ugh. You could be like Ferrari, you know, get a bit stronger. What's Ferrari. the point? They're still not going to win. <laughs> but you get to be higher than Timo. Possibly. Oh, depends on the day and the drug, Ellie May. Depends on the day and the drug. Uh, fastest lap. Timo, obviously, now we've seen George Russell bag fastest lap in Azerbaijan. You're changing up your prediction. Yes, I just I because again I thought that would go on longer, so 
I wasn't prepared for this, but I thought, well, if we've got one Mercedes driver, so I'll go for Lewis Hamilton now as the other Mercedes driver, and I will stick with Lewis Hamilton and he till he gets a fastest lap for a Grand Prix, and then it will change again. Fair enough. Ellie May, you reckon that Verstappen's going to have a pretty good sort of qualifying, not so great, well, a great race, and then just cover it all off with the uh, fastest lap, it seems. Yeah, I've gone for the triple. I'm pretty sure he did it last year as well, and... I was kind of annoyed that the fastest lap got taken off of him in Azerbaijan. So kind of, I guess, down Timo's route, I'm just carrying on until he gets it again. Consistency is key. What about your world prediction, Ellie? Oh, no, sorry, Jesse, you don't have fastest lap. I just realised. Who are you going for? Uh, my fastest lap? I'm going to play this one relatively sensible and think I'm going to go for Verstappen. Logan Sargent? Ah. Oh. No, no, no faith in Florida man there. No faith in Florida man. Although he did have, uh, I want to say, the highest speed trap recorded in Azerbaijan at one point in time because that Williams, so, yes. it was quick in a straight line. The Williams and yeah, Florida man was the fastest guy through the speed trap somewhere in the two fourteen mile an hour range. I want to say, top of my head, not too shabby at all. World predictions though. I don't know quite how wild we can be with Miami because it's still kind of fresh to it with only having had one race there, but we'll see what we can do. Ellie May, we'll start off with you. I've said that one of the three rookies will out-qualify their teammate. You want Not out-qualify. Uh, do I mean out-qualify? Yeah, I You've do. You've written out-qualify. So yeah, qualifies ahead of their teammate. Yeah, qualifies ahead of their teammate. That's not bad. I mean, given the performance we've seen from the rookies so far, it's not wholly unlikely. Or no, it's not likely, rather. So yeah. Yeah, it makes it mad in that regard. Um, yeah, it's relying on De Vries ahead of Sonoda, Piastri ahead Piastri of Norris, Norris, or Sergeant ahead of Albon. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a big ask. Florida man. Um, Timo, your wild prediction while I quickly think up one. There'll be one Alfa Romeo having a top 10 finish. Because at this point, that is bloody unlikely. That is very unlikely. Um, as unlikely as my Alpine top five in Azerbaijan. I know, I did. I was looking back at the predictions to see who was doing what. And I just thought, oh, Ellie May, you ambitious woman. I know. Ambitious, but incredibly rubbish. But oh, the ambition is, is applauded. Yeah, I forgot it was a sprint weekend and that Gasly. <laughs> you could have had Ocon, but alas, no. No, Gasly just ruins Alpine's sprints, just the whole team. Mm. I'm going to go for both McLarens in the points, which I think is a bit of an ask, given we're still not entirely I'm just going to clarify, so I tie up this one loophole. When you say in the points, you mean in the top 10? Yeah, they're going to score points. Yeah, they're going to be finished. Once the race is ratified, they'll be in the points. I'm just covering off the possible eventuality that they do something so terrible they acquire penalty license points and you no, are trying no, to get them that in, way. As in championship points. They will acquire through this race weekend ch- points that accumulate towards their championship sc- position. Okay, Not, okay. Like Alec, they get drunk and get driving license points or something. No. Perfect, perfect. Why that needed clarifying, I'm unclear. Well, just in case, just in case. Look, I said I'm not winning this championship (laughs) for predictions. There's no point in me trying to wiggle my way through one by saying, yeah, well, he got done for driving. Would you care or whatever it is? Anyway. On that note, that is all we have time for for this week's episode. Join us again soon when we will be reviewing the Miami Grand Prix. And there won't actually be any feeder series action from that weekend. So we'll just be reviewing the Miami Grand Prix. Uh, So do make sure that you've got 
Well, there is light. feeder series action on. There is. Um... Oh yes, but it's just not in Miami. There's F1 Academy in Valencia that you can't watch because F1 is silly. Yeah. So go and enjoy that, but I don't Somehow. know how. Go to so... Valencia and enjoy it. That yeah, seems go, to be the go, way of doing it. Just go to Valencia, and if you I can't mean... do that, go to Monaco and watch the Formula E instead because it'll be on at a reasonable time, so you can enjoy that before you watch Miami qualifying. Can there you we go. We saved buy, it. Can you even buy tickets for F1 Academy? No, I don't think so. But you can probably stand by the fence and peer in and be like, "Hang on, hang on, let's see." Let me, let me in. Circuit Ricardo Tormo. Uh, ticket sales. Um, something went wrong. Apparently, apparently not. Um, oh, why would you be able to? N- no. Um, ticket sales. Maybe here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, you cannot actually go and watch F1 Academy in person. You can't see it online. You can't see it on the telly. You can't even go and watch the damn thing in person. Hang on, what weekend is it going to be? The sixth, seventh, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. <gasps> no, no. You it's it's it, you can you can. It falls under the NASCAR festival, so you have to go and sit through NASCAR while you're there to watch the F1 Academy in Valencia. Yeah. What the hell is NASCAR doing there? It's part of the European NASCAR. It's NASCAR Fest. It's like a celebration. Oh, NASCAR Europe. Okay, okay. I was thinking Um, the Americans have really gone wrong on a corner there. They meant to be in Alabama. It's part of the Les Wheelan Wheelan NASCAR Euro Series. The one that makes more sense. European circuits, it races in Croatia and all sorts. But yeah, while you're there, you also get, if this is working on my very rudimentary Spanish, uh, con la incorporación de la F1 Academy con las mejores pilotos del panorama internacional. Go and watch, you, you can go and watch it. It's only 20 euros to go along. That is ridiculous. So if you want, it's free if you're under five, apparently. <laughs> Ellie May, you're 50, looking youthful. 50% off if you're age between 6 and 14. So you could probably pay 10 euros. Yeah, Ellie May, you're looking youthful. I can do that. I can get away with that. Yeah. Um, there is also um, fun for all the family with activities, race, racing, activities for children, music, and much more alongside in the grounds. Again, this is really basic Spanish like for me. Um, but yeah, hey, 6th, 7th of May, uh, head along to Circuit Ricardo Tormo for some NASCAR and maybe the chance to be the first person to ever watch some F1 Academy. Good On that God, shocking bombshell, I'm just going to say I hope you've got notifications turned on and subscribe to us because this is content you just can't get anywhere else at this point. You need to be across it all the time. And in the meantime, then, Jesse Willington, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me heading towards Circuit Ricardo Tormo with 20 euros <laughs> in my hand to go and watch F1 Academy. And I'll just watch the F1 on my phone or something while watching F1 Academy. No, you'll be back at the hotel it. by then. It'd be fine. It's different I mean, of course, there's, a time, there's a time difference. Yes. Yeah, you can probably do that. Um, yeah. In the meantime, you can probably find me on social media at Jesse on Carls on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at The Undercut Podcast. Um, and if you want even more of me, you can find me writing for Classic Car Weekly. By the time this comes out, there should be a new issue. It's all about me and my MG Midget. We took it down to the New Forest and then I visited some F1 team headquarters on the way back. So all good fun there. Ellie May, where can the people find you? I may go to Valencia as well. They've currently got a heat wave, haven't they, in Spain? It's much nicer weather uh, than here. It's not been too bad this weekend. Mm, it's not, not... Not 40 degrees, though. No. <laughs> not Spanish. Ellie May can be found in Spain. That's what we're yes. learning. Um, 
but before that, I will make the graphics for our Instagram page and may even put a TikTok on there. Why not? Be mad, be mad. Go for mm -hmm. it. As for myself, you can find me over on Is It Fast on the Curbs, the Nitro RX podcast, Paddock Sorority, and of course, Instagram. That is all we have time for. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Mm -hmm.